Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, and futures. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hi, this is Zach Wilson, quarterback for the New York Jets, here to tell you about my new passion project, the Cougar Sanctuary. That's right, the Cougar Sanctuary, co founded by my mother, also my partner. We are located in Draper, Utah and New Jersey, and we specialize in getting the oldest and prettiest cougars to bed at night safe and sound and satisfied. No lions, no tigers, just cougars. To find out how you can help today, go to www.zackscrewshismomfriends.com. I mean, I'm sorry, that's on the website, silly me, www.zackscougarsanctuary.com and sign up today to our newsletter. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect. Welcome to Perfectville, your first place podcast for your Miami Dolphins, part of the Believe Network and streaming on Sirius XM. I am Sam Marcoux, and he is the two-time, yes, two-time Hall of Famer. Of course, I'm talking about the good doctor himself, Dr. Christopher Cullen. Doctor, how in the hell are you, my friend? Well, things were going too well, Sam. <laughs> Here we are, emergency podcast, because... Uh... The news broke today. Uh, in case of emergency break glass, we've only done this a few times where we've actually had an emergency podcast. Once, I think, was when Arian Foster retired abruptly <laughs> a few seasons ago. And we're like, let's turn on the mics and let's do it again. Um, we don't even do this necessarily when a, when a coach gets fired, which we have survived longer than most coaches here for the Miami Dolphins with this podcast. True. Uh, but today was a day that uh, I think we had to turn the mics back on, even though we had just dropped an episode just a few days ago, Chris, because uh, as the world turns, the Miami Dolphins are going to Miami Dolphin. Uh, news today that the Miami Dolphins were found guilty by the NFL of tampering on a level they've never seen before, Chris, uh, to quote Roger Goodell. Uh, turns out we've been talking to Tom Brady ever since... <laughs> 2019 when he was still with the Patriots. We do it again in 2021 when he's a member of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're talking to the agent of Sean Payton while he's the coach of the New Orleans Saints. Uh, bottom line here, Chris, Stephen Ross needs to learn boundaries, it sounds like. Sounds like Stephen Ross doesn't understand the difference between being a business owner and like having these meetings over a, a glass of whiskey, backdoor handshakes and agreements don't work in a regulated rule-based football professional league and you're doing it with the tom brady like the goat tom brady and my whole thing about this and not not to put any kind of blame off of ross but uh is tom brady gonna get in trouble no. didn't he breach his contract by meeting with another team's owner like it, it they totally threw the book at us uh because 
I think this happens. There's no way those coaches are not shaking hands after the game and like free agent, huh? Don't forget. Uh, we're down here. Good facilities. Have a good day. I mean, obviously he's having lobster dinners on the yacht with them, but, uh, uh, yeah, the, the fact that they threw the book at us is like to say, no, no one do this ever again or you're fucked. There's a lot that goes into this punishment, which, by the way, we haven't even announced it's yet so here much. on the show. So uh, first and foremost, Stephen Ross is fined one point five million dollars, uh, which is like finding Chris Cullen or myself, uh, you know, 20 bucks. Like This isn't <laughs> right. This isn't a lot of money for somebody like Stephen Ross, who's worth billions and one of the richest men in the United States and the world. So 1.5 million is nothing. So before anybody goes, oh, that's a big fine. It is not. Uh, number two, he was banned. He suspended Chris. He cannot be around his own team until sometime in October, which is kind of a benefit for the Miami Dolphins right. and the fan base, if you ask me. Furthermore, he really wasn't going to Miami for any other reason other than to go on Sunday. So all this did was save him probably about 1.5 million in gas for his private jet. <laughs> so I don't think this is much of a punishment a at wash. all for Stephen Ross at West at worst. It's a wash. Um, and quite frankly, the biggest penalty that's out there is the one that affects you and I, the players, the team, the front office, the people that didn't have anything to do with this. And that is because the Miami Dolphins were stripped of their first round draft pick in 2023. They still have the San Francisco 49ers first round draft pick, but their own pick stripped as well as a third rounder, a uh, pretty steep penalty for the Miami Dolphins going forward. It does not kill them. It is not a death penalty, um, but it, it certainly chopped a leg out from underneath us, does it not? It does. And Sam, you, you hit the nail on the head. The worst part about this is this is affecting the fans, the, the players on the field that bleed, sweat, cry, go through treatment um, that weren't even on the team when this was happening. And um, it, it just seems unfair. Like, I, I get it that, you know, maybe a draft pick to hurt the franchise. Newsflash, Roger Goodell, we have been bad for a very long time. We're finally riding that ship. Chris Greer worked. Chris Greer's got to be so upset. <laughs> he worked so hard in manipulating uh, trade scenarios and draft boards to move up, to move down, to accumulate this perfect package of enough picks where if two is not the guy, we have enough youth around them with some superstars and a package of picks where we can go get a Stroud or a Van Dyke or somebody in this next draft in the quarterback case. And now they took that first away. And um, it, it really, it just stings because like you said, that's not affecting Ross at all in the bottom dollar. He probably made that since we've started this podcast. Um, just in anything, investments, whatever, hedge funds, he does not care. And B, telling him to stay away from the team for two months, Sam, two months. This isn't like October of next year. We're in August. This is like, we'll see you around Thanksgiving. Like, yeah. oh, damn. Like, it's not a big deal. And, the, and he's the one that's doing all this. And the fact that he came out with a statement. Did you see the statement he said? I did. It is did. so like just self-filating, like calls out Brian Flores, like dancing on his grave, so to speak. And he just looks like a complete ass clown. It's completely, I don't agree with it vehemently, but I'll accept it. <laughs> like you're not even going to appeal it. You can, but nope. Just, all around Sam, bad news day franchise wise, but you said it, it's not going to kill us, but it does set us back from advancing quicker. Yeah, I mean, what this really does is it puts a little bit more pressure on Tua to be the guy because the prevailing wisdom is if, if he's not the guy, this is a one-year tryout, year three Has for to. Tua. If he's not the guy, 
then you have two first round picks as well as some other draft capital to move up and go get the new guy, whoever that is. Well, that's now gone. Now you just have your regular one first round pick, which if a quarterback falls to you and that's what you need, then fine. But it does take that you know ability away to either draft two first rounders or package them up and move up or whatever the case may be. And you don't want to be in a position where you're in the box, right? Like you're just can't move out of this corner. And that's where Steven Ross and his dumbass co-owner, Bruce Beal, have put us right now. Here's the other thing. You tell an 80-year-old New Yorker that he can't come to Miami until, what, late October, November? That's when he comes here anyway. Snowbird I mean, season, baby. What are you baby? talking about? This is the dumbest penalty for somebody who's clearly in the wrong. And here's the thing. The penalty is just, ladies and gentlemen, this is the appropriate penalty for the Miami Dolphins, the owner, and everything else, other than the fact that I think he should have been suspended for at least a year. He should have probably be forced to sell the team to somebody other than Bruce Beal, and uh, he should be fined a lot more money. That's the only thing. I would make that more harsh. But when it comes to the draft picks, that's the right penalty for what the Miami Dolphins did. Here's the problem. Here's what it's up against. Just yesterday, Deshaun right. Watson got a six-game suspension, and he has, what, 30 sexual assault charges uh, or allegations lobbed against him? 30. And he has a six-game suspension, which he'll probably appeal and get down to four. Like the juxtaposition between those two things. One, yes, they tampered with contracts and the integrity of the game. But what the hell do you think Deshaun Watson was being accused of by these women over the last couple of years? And by the way, the Houston Texans were complicit in that. What was their penalty? And the Cleveland Browns knew exactly what they were getting when they traded for him. And there's no penalty there either. Like, that's the problem I have with this NFL punishment right now. It seems arbitrary. It seems like they have their priorities as to what you do completely wrong. Think about all those players who are suspended for a year or indefinitely for gambling or for pot, which is legal in just about half of this country right now, Chris, and is no longer even a, a problem for the NFL in terms of uh, punishment. Yet they're gone for a year or more, and Deshaun Watson is able to come back week seven of the NFL season. It makes no sense. The, the, the NFL has a problem with handing out penalties in a consistent manner, and that, for me, is where the real problem is. Yeah, and the the thing is, is like with Deshaun Watson, it was like this random, arbitrary, like third party, former federal judge, female who you think is going to like throw the book at him. I mean, the guy's doing, you know, is shy baby yoga pose, nude, making massage therapists massage his his chode, and we're tampering with Tom Brady with a lobster dinner, and we're getting, you know, a whole first round pick and a third round in twenty twenty four taken. $1.5 million fine suspended for, uh, for what, two months, let's say, you know, how many games is that in an NFL season in two months? That's what eight games, a game a week. So he like Watson got less than all of that. And he did absolutely absurdly disgusting things. Sam, we, we, we're both fathers of daughters and I have a, we have sisters like moms, like this, these ladies are put in a terrible situation where they're in a professional setting and the guy took advantage of his power and his money. And he utilized a professional football team to protect them, which they did. They got no problems getting in trouble. They got no, they get no, um, you know, slap on the wrist, even, you know, Robert Kraft's getting tugged off by like a probably illegal fucking immigrant in a masseuse parlor down in uh, Mar-a-Lago right down the road, uh, which is funny. And, um, you know, he's fine. Nothing happens with that. I mean, it just like really feels like um, and, and I hate to say it because you sound like that whole, oh, yeah, the world's against the Dolphins. But like, come on, man, like, really, like when you compare it. And you compare it. I mean, I honestly think the the conspiracy conspiracy theory in me thinks they wanted to like mute out the Watson shit 
and they made this decision really quick today. Uh, to me, this seems like that. It, it seems like the backlash that they got, and deservedly so for Deshaun Watson, the lack of penalty and punitive damages that he had received for what he has done, uh, landed squarely on the lap of the Miami Dolphins, their fan base, their players, their coach. And by the way, <laughs> think about what this could do to the psyche of a Tua Tungabailoa and Mike McDaniel. Now, I think Mike McDaniel is kind of one of those guys like, hey, cool, works for me. He's fine. It's just because they screwed up doesn't mean it has to affect me any. But still, you look at this and you go, man, this owner really didn't want me. I wasn't choice number one. Tua Tungabailoa has everything confirmed that he ever thought about this front office that they don't really want him. They want anybody but him. Um, hopefully, Mike McDaniel, Tua Tungabailoa can actually you know, sort of galvanize around that and say, hey, we're both outsiders. Let's go prove them all wrong and shove it right up their ass. I mean, it, that's the only thing, like the only positive out of all of this that I can see is maybe this becomes a galvanizing moment for the Miami Dolphins players and team, you know, teammates, coaches, everybody and go, hey, all this stuff swirling around that don't affect us here in the locker room today. Let's get after it and let's go, you know, win. But uh, it's just so crazy to me that the guy who was looking to trade for Deshaun Watson got a worse penalty for his team than Deshaun Watson himself. <laughs> like it, it's just like, uh, apparently Chris Tom Brady is still worth a first round draft pick in 2022 NFL. I mean, it's just crazy to me. And you're right. Tom Brady absolved of anything. He will not be punished. Sean Payton will not be punished. No one else is getting punished other than the Miami Dolphins and their fan base. And again, the punishment to the guy who actually did it, Stephen Ross, is minimal, has minimal impact on him. What they should have done is made him sell the team. That's what they should have done. They should have taken, up, taken the team and said, you're no good for this league. You've ruined the integrity of the league. You're no longer allowed to own a franchise, which is making you millions upon millions of dollars every single year. You're out. That's what they should have done, but they didn't do it. If they'd done that, I think we'd all respected it and said, hey, he lost his fun little toy that he spent so much that's time and money is. trying to that's what it is it's a fun little toy you take the toy away from the baby who's being bad and they didn't do that instead they said well why don't you go over there you know just hang out in your room with your xbox and your fucking tv and your internet like that's what they did that's the punishment they gave this you know 87 year old baby you know this owner and i've defended him you have too sam we we've been defensive of stephen ross for you know, having an open checkbook of unlimited funds to, um, you know, make this team better. And it seems like he wants to be a winner, but this guy has made just bad decision after bad decision. And it, it you find it hard to believe that this guy is a billionaire. <laughs> did he now, find the money? Do we know how right? he got the billion? Like he didn't make good decisions, right? Like he just, he, he stumbled across some like open barrel and there was billions of dollars in it. That's the right. only thing I could think of. I mean, he's, you know, he's given ownership pieces to JLo and Fergie. In the beginning, you know, he has the Tebow day uh, when we're playing Tebow in a professional game in our own stadium, which, by the way, the Miami Hurricanes played in and Florida's arrival. Um, let's see what else. Oh, let's see. We have Tony Sperano as our coach, and he's flying Jim Harbaugh out for dinner, trying to get him to be the head coach while he's employed and then goes, whoops, sorry, you didn't agree. And I'm gonna give you the shitty bullshit fucking extension. Um, and now this, like, it's like Wolf of Wall Street. I just picture him on the yacht texting Brian Flores, like, come on down to the marina. I want you to meet somebody. He's like, meet somebody. I've worked for the Patriots. I know who Tom Brady is. I'm not meeting him. It's completely illegal. So, like, Ross can't even say he didn't know. So that's what pisses me off about the statement is when he comes out and he's just like, oh, I disagree. Vietnamese. Like, no, you obviously met with this guy um, because Flores mentioned it after he gets fired and whatever investigating they did found absolutely you did. And what, what's he, what is he going to try to say? Like, what's his excuse? Like, we didn't even talk football. I was talking business ventures and him owning the team. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. And the worst part is you mentioned it, it happened in 2019 before Tua. And then it happened in 2021 
once we got to a, so this guy, what a start to a career for a quarterback. There's just been nothing on his side. Like, and so I agree with you. I hope Mike McDaniel and him finally writing this ship because a fucking poor kid deserves it. He absolutely does. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. So far, so good, because this news broke while the Miami Dolphins were in training camp today. First day of pads and first day of pads right now. Really no injuries, although we did have to say goodbye to Adam Butler, which I don't know if you saw that news, but uh, he was weird and and we had to uh, cut him. So goodbye from Perfectville to Adam Butler. I thought he was a good fit. Sad to see him go. But the news of the day is that Tua Tungavailoa, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, the rookie wide receiver and this entire Miami Dolphins team looked pretty damn good today in practice. Uh, I mean, geez, man, the first play 11 on 11 in pads, I think was a reverse to Tyreek Hill and he went for 30 <laughs> yards. I mean, th- that's what we're dealing with right now. Ladies and gentlemen, we still have Tyreek Hill. We still have Jalen Waddle. We have two at Tungabailoa dropping 40 yard bombs right into the breadbasket of rookie wide receivers who, by the way, rookies are doing what Devonte Parker was paid to do. So that's why you're okay with leaving, you know, Devonte Parker on the doorstep for the new England Patriots, because you yep. can replace him with a guy from the same college, by the way, doing the exact same thing for a fraction of the cost and hopefully with a little more health. So it looks to me, Chris, that the team itself is fine. I don't know if they fully process the news of today. I worry a little bit about what happens if Tua is not the guy. I worry a little bit about what happens if we do stumble and fall during the season, because now you have less assets to actually go out and do things, especially now that you spent all your salary cap money for the next few years. So that's the long-term issue with everything that's happened and come out here today from Roger Goodell in the NFL. Um, but something else I want to point out on this emergency podcast here of Perfectville, Chris Cullen, Sam Marcoux, Sirius XM, Believe Network, Preston Williams. Oof. I don't know if you're following the story. Yeah, you are based on that, comment, that little <laughs> comment right there. Preston Williams is, uh, oh, how do I put this, Chris? Uh, being a little bitch, I think would be the right for, <laughs> I, I think that's the technical I'm glad, I gl- I'm glad you stopped to like, think about how you're going to yeah. go about that. He's being a little bitch here, Chris. He's saying he's not getting a fair shake. He's saying that he just wants the opportunity that he feels he deserves. Well, I don't know what the hell he's been you know, looking at. It certainly hasn't been the playbook, and it certainly hasn't been the field over the last few years because he has had plenty of opportunities, and some bad breaks literally have come his way. But at some point, you have to stop blaming everybody else and look at yourself in the mirror, right? Like you are in a position, Preston Williams, where you probably should not be making waves negative to, negatively against you because the Miami Dolphins wide receiving court is not what it was the last two years. It is stacked right now. And he is talking himself right off the team. I, I would be shocked if Preston Williams is on this team uh, at the start of, of, of the actual regular season at this point, Chris. Yeah, my thing is, and I was just looking it up, uh, Mike McDaniel sort of mentioned it uh, or answered when he was brought up to him. He just said he doesn't, like put prioritize what players do on social media, basically, um, which is a great answer. It's a perfect answer. Handle it in house. And this is his first real like kind of test as a new head coach. Um, Preston Williams is such an odd like situation because he's at like Parker replacement. He's the guy that has exceeded everyone's expectations. He is what we wanted Kirk Merritt to be right. right? The guy that no name guy that comes in and, and has success and he performs him to when he's in the field. With Tua, he they have a connection for sure. Like he always goes to him on the on the quick slants and the fade balls. The problem is, Preston, you you don't stay on the field. Like, and that's not always your fault. I mean, it's a contact sport. Um, getting injured is part of the game. But my thing is, you're getting left by the roadside. Like, you're lucky they even brought you back. Honestly, um, 
But when you look at the wide receiver room, you've got Tyreek Hill trying to get chemistry with Tua. He's going to get all the reps. Of course he is. You've got Jalen Waddell, who is, as of last season, the best wide receiver on this football team until Tyreek Hill you know, plays his first snap. Um, and then you got Mike Gusecki. You've got uh, a rookie who you just mentioned caught a touchdown pass. So building chemistry already. Listen, instead of like, by the way, first day of pads today, like we're really early into this. It's August 2nd. Like we're really early into this and you're already complaining. Like you're if fifth, I would probably say, or sixth on the depth chart. If that. If that. Well, Lynn Bowden's doing things. Well, I'm hearing his name way more than I'm hearing Preston Williams. Mohamed Sanu was was signed. I mean, you've got that rookie Braylon, whatever the fuck his name is. Sanders. He's out there. Yep. Braylon Sanders is out there. I mean, if you're Preston Williams, the best thing you can do right now is go out there and Set stay healthy. And and yeah. work. But here's the thing. Somebody's going to take a flyer on Preston Williams. And here's oh, yeah. where I'm hoping that we can start to get some draft capital back. You're not going to get a first rounder for him. You're not going to get a third rounder for him. You're lucky if you can get like a fifth rounder for him. But the Denver Broncos today lost Tim Patrick. He tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. The Dallas Cowboys lost James Washington for the next 10 weeks. There are teams out there that are going to need depth. There are teams out there that are going to look for a big bodied guy who can catch the ball, who may have some health concerns. He was an undrafted free agent out of Colorado State. Send them home, Chris. Send them back to the Broncos. Send them with Russell Wilson. Let's see what they can cook up between a unicorn and the chef and go get yourself maybe a fifth round pick, a conditional up to a fourth or whatever you can actually negotiate. It's a win-win. Get them out of here. Get yourself some sort of draft pick that you can use for whatever in next season's draft and call it good. I wouldn't even deal with this if I'm Mike McDaniel other than to get rid of him. I wouldn't even. You have too much depth there. You're not going to lose anything with Preston Williams unless unless everybody just drops dead tomorrow. And I don't think that's going to happen. So I would just get rid of him. That's how I would handle if I'm Mike McDaniel. I call up Chris Greer and go, go call somebody and get him off my team. Preston Williams played eight games with six catches last year. Eight games, six catches. He had more games played than receptions. And you, we owe you nothing. Yeah. We owe you nothing. You have to prove it. And, and that's the thing is, as, a, as a coach myself, the last thing I want to see or hear is sulking and the head down thing because you're like, what's the problem? Oh, I'm not getting opportunities. Okay. When you do, what are you doing with them? Even if it's one or two, one or two, Mike McDaniel, Wes Welker, the offensive coaches cannot play for Preston Williams. When he gets between those white lines, it is up to him. And if he's going to go out there and sulk, McDaniel's not going to dial up anything for him. He's going to get the kid that's the puppy, the rookie that's like, ah, I'll do anything, coach. I'll do whatever you want. I'll play anywhere. I'll play special teams. Throw, throw me the ball. He's a new coach too. So this new coach knows you from no one. So the, my thing is, this is a bad way to go about it. And uh, I don't know if he's a Miami Dolphin much longer. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't think he'll be here week one. I'm wondering if he'll be here week one of preseason, quite frankly. I mean, look, he doubled down today. He he, he, he said yeah, yeah, the that. press today and basically reiterated what he put on social media yesterday. So when you're doing that and he said, I haven't requested a trade, but I will be talking to my agent. The writing's on the wall and the writing says goodbye from Perfectville, Preston Williams. You've heard it here first. He will not be on this roster. He absolutely cannot be on this roster. The last thing the Miami Dolphins need are anybody on this team that is in that locker room on that field creating an issue because it has been nothing but roses up until right now. Steven Ross has obviously stepped on the collective Miami Dolphins fans dick today and caused some problems, but that's outside of that little team. The little team needs to stay the same and you can't have one guy, no matter how talented he is, be the outlier. So no, 
if I have to cut anybody, it's Preston Williams. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. His upside's great. Like we all we all agree. Like if he's healthy, like he's he's six five, two twenty, like he's gonna be a problem, but he doesn't stay healthy. And and B, this is a new head coach, and this is how you're acting immediately. This is like week one and a half, dude. We just put on full pads. Meanwhile, Miles Gas Gaskin is coming out and he's saying we work really hard, but we're having fun. Hey. Like, like, you know, it's a positive, like you said, it's all positive right now. And if you're gonna be that thorn in in, in the in the foot of this team, you're completely dispensable like we're gonna get rid of you and you and you're talking about like i'm gonna talk about agent about getting traded to whom for what like and if anything if you're cut before we go on a preseason bro you're damaged goods and any anybody might give you a little work or try out here or there but you're still gonna be fourth fifth six on the on the roster you think you're just gonna walk into a team and you're your starting guy you're number one you're one b that's not gonna happen and it's just an inflated uh, sense of how uh, you know, oh, I would have been Pro Bowl if I wasn't hurt. Yeah, sure, guy. He had six catches in eight games. Give me a yeah, fucking I mean, break. He was catching three quarters of a pass, which is very that's called the Jakeem Grant stat because Jakeem Grant caught about three quarters of a pass. I mean, he never actually completed the pass as we've seen in that highlight. But no, Sam, but, he's played three seasons, he's played eight games in each season. We play 17 now, <laughs> so you know that we're not saying half of a season yeah. average. Yeah, that is, that's not good. That's no, not good. That's the opposite of good. It's bad. Now, the other part of this, too, though, is like, look, Miles Gaskin, you said it. This guy's coming out. His job is probably eliminated. Let's be Oof, honest. Yeah. Miles Gaskin is probably not making this team either. In fact, if I had to place money before the season as who was most likely going to be cut on offense, that was the incumbent. It's probably Miles Gaskin. But he's coming out and he said he's praising this offense. He's taking a completely different approach. Genius, saying, that's how you I've do it. never seen anything like this. Everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing. This is explosive. Meanwhile, he's now fourth on the depth chart. He's trying to figure out a way to stay on this team because he knows what's up. Preston Williams has no idea what's up or down or left or right. And here's the thing. The Miami Dolphins should trade him. I said, cut him, trade him. And here's why, because then you can control where he goes and not that you want to be punitive towards Preston Williams, but you also don't want him to be cut and be picked up by the Patriots, the jets or the bills. And all of a sudden come back to haunt you two times a year. Right? So maybe, maybe you just trade him to a team that you're probably not going to see very often, either in the NFC or one of those other AFC North or whatever the fuck divisions that are out there and just get whatever you can for him. Fifth rounder, sixth rounder, whatever, call him up and say, just make me an offer. And if they go, can we just have them? You go, sure. We get peace and quiet. Yeah. Wonderful. Here you Send go. In Seattle. We can be opposite of, you know, Lockett and, and Metcalf and, Play with Drew Locke. I'm sure he'd be just stoked to do Send that. Send him to Chicago. Chicago spends nothing on their offense, nothing on their quarterback, and they have nothing to show for it. So, Preston, <laughs> you want to play hardball? We'll send you to Chicago where it's cold, where injuries don't heal so quickly, and you have no quarterback, and you have no future, and we'll take a fifth rounder for you. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I actually like Justin Fields a little bit, but that franchise has not put a – priority on wide receivers the best receiver they've had in years is Allen robinson they just let him walk this year so wow. um that's a good that's a good call and but we do play chicago this year so it's like you know that one game he's gonna be amped for it well, he's like 120 two touchdowns game and then he does nothing the rest of the year I, i'm terrified the, the jonas his, gray effect i i call it i'm terrified of his three quarters of a catch that he'll catch against us in that chicago game chris just absolutely terrified. can we talk about too i made a joke last week this is two weeks well two episodes in a row because we've done this so recent sam can we talk about how ridiculous preston williams sleeves are like what are we doing with the baggy sleeves guy it's 2022 you're a young cat playing receiver why are you giving the db an extra bath towel to pull on, on a route like what are we doing tighten up the sleeves maybe that's his problem 
It's Maybe he's be. just yeah. He's just he's he he's got this <laughs> wind effect that's just knocking him, you know, blowing him back a little bit because uh, he doesn't he doesn't have that you know that runner's uh, sort of skin anymore because he's uh, he's just basically a flying squirrel out there. Maybe that's the problem, Chris. He's he's his own worst enemy, much like Stephen Ross. No wonder he's on this fucking team. Yeah, he's got the baggy sleeves. I just pulled up, and then you know what? Can we talk about? Say, I'm going to show you at least. Can we talk about the black cleats with the white on white uh, with the dolphins? I don't like it. No, doesn't don't? look good. The black oh. cleats. What is he? Was he in a tuxedo? What's he? What's he going? What's he going to a funeral? Like we're in all white. What are you at a wedding? It. I'll tell you why I dig it because it reminds me of old school football, like back in the day in the black and white film, and you'd see like an all white film, but they just be in black shoes, and it kind of reminds me of that old school, like nineteen thirties, you know, three yards in a cloud of smoke sort of uh, football. Yeah, you and- know why it doesn't look like that anymore because. <laughs> Because they're not just slapping fucking slabs of leather on everyone's feet and telling them all to go out there. It's 2022. We got Nike vapors, dude. Put them on. They just put like that sliced uh, like a cut inside of prime beef and uh, and a prime rib, and you're just running around with slabs of beef on your feet. Is that what you're telling me was happening yeah, in the, the 1930s? They, yeah, they got like a, a cube steak. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the actual cleats were just cow teeth. You know that they were just run, they shoved in the bottom. <laughs> it's all the leftover scraps from the helmets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just, uh, well, what a barbaric sport football was. It's not the uh, yeah. it's not the clean sport it is now. Yeah, super clean. I mean, and you watch the highlights. There's some guys that run and throwing like running backs throwing absolute forearms to DBs and uh, linebackers under the chin with no face. Ma- I mean, completely taking advantage of the lack of technology. And the fucked up part about it is like they would play for three hours and they get their teeth knocked out and they like lose half of their skull. And then they're like, well, got to go to my auto mechanics job. Yeah, I'm going to go, go sweep the barber shop. Yeah, yeah, it's like it wasn't like they were well, at least I got paid for it. I was like, no, I got to go milk that cow that I just yeah. killed and used his cleats. Yeah, I made a hundred bucks. I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette. God, that must have been the superstar of the for the season. For the season, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go drive a truck across the country and smoking three packs a day, and then playing professional football on Sunday. I just scored four touchdowns in a game. I got to go bootleg whiskey for the next decade of my life. Like, (laughs) it's completely out of whack. Go rob a bank with John Dillinger. See, yeah, yeah. that's all they can do. It's like they have to like be criminals to actually make money because football was just like a hobby at that point. Yeah, it was just something they did on a Sunday afternoon in between gigs. You know, (laughs) gigs. (laughs) It reminds me of rugby now. Like right now, like or maybe like ten years ago, rugby. Rugby is a little bit better now. Rugby is like you're not going to make any money, but like you love to do it, and you get to travel, and you got your brotherhood and stuff like that. Like I can see rugby and like. 20 years looking back and like, Jesus Christ, they played for a hundred dollars a game. Like we're getting paid out the ass now. Like it's the same exact thing as football. Those guys played for the love of the game, which is, which is sweet in its own right. It's cool. But uh, it's just funny now. And like Larry Zonka's like, I made $80 playing yeah. the bears. And you're like, well, yeah, you know, these guys bring in billion dollar TV deals and sell out hundred thousand seat stadiums. So they're getting paid what they deserve. No wonder they're tampering. I mean, the money is ridiculous. I mean, if you were if you were the owner of a team and you only had like two million dollars, like back in the day, you're not fucking tampering with anybody because you're like, I'm not getting fined five hundred thousand dollars. Absolutely not. Has Tom Brady commented on it all? Made like even a joke or a meme no, or anything? Because on Tom Twitter? Brady is smart as shit. Like, give him, yeah. like, give all the credit in the world to Tom Brady. As much as we all hate him as Miami Dolphins fans. The guy knows what he's doing. He retired to get away from this and then came back when he realized that there was no heat on him. I was like, I fucking just kidding. Good. Fuck these. He might have done it on purpose. This might have been like a five-year Bill Belichick genius plan of, hey, man, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk to Stephen Ross. And, uh, you know, that Brian Flores guy, I never really fucking like him. You know, Gronk never had the angle. That was Brian Flores' fault. You're just going to go on down there and you're just going to fucking fuck him. 
fuck them up, fuck them up, whatever you can do to fuck them up. And that's all that happened. That's what happened. And Tom Brady's been fucking us up because he loses to us on the field. So he'll beat us in life. That's the genius of Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. I mean, honestly, what is the MO? I mean, is it to play the Patriots twice, twice a year? I mean, did he really like our roster? Like, I mean, cause Tom Brady, from everything we've heard based on the rumors and everything, this is, this has teeth. Like he really wanted to come to Miami possible ownership afterwards. Um, what, what do you think the here's like, the, here's one of those, you know, how hard it is to own a fucking NFL football team and you have a billionaire <laughs> in Miami. That's like, do you just want it? Like, I mean, that's what it was like. You, Stephen you, Ross is like, do you know how easy it is to keep an NFL football yeah. team? Look, I look what I can do. I want. Look what I can do. And then they're going to make me go on vacation in my own hometown of New York until fucking November. That's what this is. He was going to own an NFL football team and he was going to be 17 billion times richer than he is even right now. That's what the ML yeah. is, Chris. That's it. I, I imagine the phone call like Goodell's like, Stephen, you can't go to Miami till October 17th, like the random most perfect day in the middle. And Stephen goes, can I go to Key West? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you can go to Key West. He's like, can I go to Barbados? He's like, yeah, yeah, go to Barbados. That's fine. He's like, can I go to Italy? He's like, yeah. He's like, but can I go to Dade County? No. No, 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 no. He just said Miami. So, like, what if he goes to fucking Coral Gables? What if he goes to Davy? What if he goes to Miami right. Gardens? Right. You know, uh, yeah. he's in Fort Lauderdale because he always uses those binoculars from the owner's blocks, anyways. What if he's just in Fort Lauderdale on the beach, A one A, Beachfront Avenue, just starting to look and going, oh shit, look at that. Yeah, did you just you. did you just nonchalantly drop a vanilla ice lyric? Uh, apparently, wasn't that nonchalant? No, was it? But uh, <laughs> I love us. I love us. <laughs> I love us too. You know what I don't love? Oh, fucking Stephen Ross, Tom Brady, God, Preston Williams. Oh well. Well, there hey, it is, ladies and gentlemen. Let's think about the positives. Let's think about the positive. Honestly, positive. Let, let's, let's end this on, on the let's end yes. this on the good note. Tua, the from start to start to now, up up to date, he's playing as we as we would like to see. Right? You know, you mentioned this in the last podcast that we just dropped a couple of days ago. Um, the defense should be ahead of the offense as of this moment in the timeline of an offseason. And we're excelling. We're doing really well. Now, there's reports out there the Lions struggling a couple of 11-on-11 drills and some sacks, would-be sacks or, or, or run stops. But for the most part. That defense is still good. It's a good defense. Yeah. yeah, it's iron sharpening iron, Sam. Our offense is getting things done. They're making chunk plays. He's not throwing eight interceptions in the rain, which they talked about for two weeks last year. Um, this is all good. And, and I think Tua and Mike McDaniel um, – it's a perfect pair for this situation happening right now. And McDaniel's going to handle it. He's going to, he's going to talk to the players. He has an open door policy about it. It's not going to be weird. And uh, he doesn't have to worry about fucking Dumbo coming into the locker room until like, you know, Halloween. So we're good to go, man. Like no micromanaging. You know how it is. You go to the office, the boss is off that week. Like it's fucking, you know, wearing shorts and eating at the desk, like feet up. Like we're excited. It, It might be a good thing. Hey, the boss is out of town. I, for one, know that there's going to be some jello on that slide. There's going to be parties up and down, water slide bitches inside. I told you, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street, baby. So there you go. Well, maybe this will be good. Maybe, unfortunately, that's the case with Stephen Rouse, who was not forced to sell the team. I had so many texts from people today that were like, 
Wow. So you guys finally screwed up. People are so happy to see the Miami Dolphins just trip and fall, even for a little bit here, Chris. Nobody liked, and I wasn't even used to it, quite frankly. I was doing radio all day yesterday across the country, and I'm going, hey, things are pretty good for Miami Dolphins fans. Is it not? Like, look at all this good shit. Nothing bad is happening. Literally 12 hours later, God's like, hey, let me take a shit right on your head, Sam Marco. Yeah. Like he woke up and went, oh my God. Whoa, shit. When's the last time I fucked Miami oh my Dolphins? God. God, it's been, it's way too long. Like, I have to do this now. Now. Yeah, it's like when you haven't been to a restaurant in a while and you can't figure out where to eat. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, that restaurant right down the street that we haven't been to. Great food. Let's go there. That's what God did. He's like, oh, my God, been fucked with the dolphins in what, three months? Wow. Let's go do that. That sounds good. Yeah, but it's a first round pick next year. It's a fourth round pick, a third round pick the next year. We still have a first. Let's just pray Trey Lance is not ready and San Francisco loses a bunch of games. For your sake, too, you live in out there in in 49er land. you know, ho- hopefully it's still a high, high enough draft pick, but I can't handle Sam. It, you know, if two is not the guy, we're not going to have a good record because the AFC is just fucking stacked. So that's going to sting <laughs> if we have a bad record and don't have a pick. Yeah. Um, it's going to be weird watching the draft now with like 31 picks, not 32. There's not even going to be 32 picks. Like a pick is just gone. Yeah. I mean, think about think about how hard that must have been for the NFL, too, because that first round is all by itself. And now all of a sudden that first round is just a little bit shorter. They're probably pissed off from TV. And whoever is going to be lined up behind us is going to be like, fuck, yeah, because <laughs> like we ha- this guy is still on the board and, and Miami's not there. So but positive, positive thinking, Sam, I, the worst is, is is past us. They didn't find evidence of uh, of tanking. We got um, that going for us, which is nice. Um, but you know, I love how he joked about it. <laughs> like someone said, he, Stephen Rasta Flores, he's like, uh, "We need a really high pick in this draft." He's like, "Okay." He's like, "We need a really high pick in this draft." He's like, "Okay." And then he went, uh, <laughs> hundred thousand dollars for every loss." <laughs> just kidding. I would never, right? You? No? No? Okay. Never. No. I'm just I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm a billionaire. I make billionaire jokes. But would you? Hundred thousand, six figures, every loss. No, okay, joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> you think that was neg- went with? That was probably negotiated by Roger Goodell too. Like we found evidence that. Come on, Roger, you got to give me some. All right, let's just say you were joking around with Brian <laughs> you're Flores, right? Slapping. You're an older guy. You're not like yeah. You're not you with gotta, it because you got to remember. Times. You got to remember. Brian Flores is suing the league. <laughs> so they're not going to find evidence of anything he said to be to be fucking you know right legit. right so, yeah. So hopefully the worst is over, Sam. The worst is worst over. Is Let's move on. Uh, we literally there's football in two days, Sam. Um, my son has midnight madness on Friday, so he starts practice in the stadium under the big lights, midnight to one thirty in the morning on a Friday night. It's gonna be super cool. And then the next week we got Dolphins preseason, my son's preseason, and football starts. Man, this is this is a great time. Let, let's like you said, be be positive. You got the duff duff shirt on. Like it's good times. Good times ahead. Worst is over, and so is the show. Chris, anything else you'd like to say before we get out of here? Nope. Emerging podcast went well. At uh, emergency all podcast system, all things considered, I haven't checked the news in the last 30 minutes. I really hope nothing bad happened. Uh, but since you have nothing else to say, and I have nothing else left to say, the only thing left to say, on behalf of Chris Collins, Sam Marku, the entire Believe Network streaming on SiriusXM, presented by betonline.ag, is goodbye from Perfect Bill. Later.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.